got done watching some basketball, some Chicago Bulls action, had to get on the mic, and do an episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Unfortunately, the Bulls got hammered by the Philadelphia 76ers without Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I don't know how that happens. The two best players on the team are out, and you still get beat 127 to 105. Ugh. 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 I can do it one more time, right? The Bulls are now 16 and 19 and sit in the 12th spot in the Eastern Conference. Got to start winning some games if they want to get into the playoffs. Got to do something. It's got to start with defense. They can't stop anybody in the paint. Nobody. Tobias Harris had 24 for Philadelphia. Dwight Howard, a double-double, looking like Dwight Howard from the Orlando Magic in the early 2000s or mid-2000s. 18 points, 12 rebounds, was just studly. Throwing, throwing people around everywhere. It was like he was a one-man demolition team, just throwing people. Seven Philadelphia 76ers were in double digits. The Bulls were led by Laurie Markkinen, who was making a return after an injury. 23 points, shot 7 of 7 from 3, and 4 rebounds. It was a cool performance. Happy to have him back. I am not a Laurie Markkinen fan. I don't think he's a great player. I think he's got talent. But I don't think he's a number one or number two guy like everybody says he is. Not that kind of player. Good role player. Can shoot the three. He's a big guy. Tall guy. Who can step out. Spread a defense. But he's not a big guy who plays a big game. He's not a physical player. He's a finesse. Let's shoot. Let's stay off of the guy. Stay off of the ball. That's how he plays. Not the kind of guy that the Chicago Bulls need. But anyway. He played well. 23 points, best score for Chicago for the night, which is kind of crazy since Zach Levine pretty much does it every night. But he had 19 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. Kobe White had 18 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds. Thad Young, who is becoming one of my favorite Bulls, I love how he plays, his energy, his just ability to be everywhere all the time. 14 points, 8 rebounds. Two assists. Just got to tighten up that defense. They can score. They actually got shooters. Just can't stop anybody in the paint right now. Also watch the end of the Wisconsin Penn State Big Ten Tournament Men's Basketball Game College Style. Wisconsin, man, it was ugly at the end there. Held on 75-74. Wisconsin is not a good team. I don't think Penn State is okay and you lost by one and Penn State had an opportunity to win the game but just bobbled the ball gave it back to Wisconsin at the very end of the game I think there was 0.3 seconds left Wisconsin holds on the definition of holds on don't think either of these teams can do anything against an Illinois a Michigan an Iowa an Ohio State nothing at all but It was cool to see them play each other and see what they can do. Wisconsin holds on. In this episode, tons of high school sports to talk about. We haven't had a show in about a week, and we got to catch up, right? We got to let you all know what's been going on in Illinois high school sports. Lots of stuff to celebrate, accomplishments to mention. This is episode 160 of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. We have a 
awesome special guest on this episode in April Stevenson. She's a native of Mendota, and she does absolutely everything. I'm not going to get into much more specifics than that, because she'll tell you. She can paint, she plays sports, she can box, she plants, she can cook. That's just the beginning of the list. I said I wasn't going to get into specifics, but I had to, you know, give you a little teaser of what you're about to listen to. Have to drop a few plugs for April. You can check all her paintings, her artwork out on Facebook, which is Art by April. That's the name of the page. She also has an Etsy, which is Art by April 8. A friend of April Stevenson's has also created a GoFundMe page, which is titled Help April Get the Dental Work She Needs Because April Does Have Periodontal Disease. So her friend's trying to help her out while she's painting, while she's doing everything. She's got a lot on her plate. April does absolutely everything. So her friend's helping her out with a GoFundMe page. Edge of Your Seat podcast plugs. Got to mention those as well. Don't know where you're listening to this one, but you can hear Edge of Your Seat podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and our website, www.rss.com backslash podcast with an S backslash edge of your seat podcast social media wise facebook edge of your seat podcast and twitter edge of your cp have anything you want to discuss got questions concerns you agree with something i said or a guest said you want to be a guest know somebody that would be someone awesome to talk to or you want to advertise with edge of your seat podcast please send an email edge of your seat podcast at gmail.com and and gotta give a huge shout out to brian cavelli who did the intro and outro beat for this very show and all previous 159 episodes brian cavelli is the man big shout out to him started off talking about the bulls gotta talk about the all-star game that was sunday today being thursday march 10th so it was the 7th on a sunday and it was cool. I mean, it was what the All-Star Game always is. It's an exhibition, right? Team LeBron wins 170 to Team Durant's 150. Team LeBron dominated the whole time. They had the better athletes, the better players. Team Durant had Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine. I like Zach Levine a lot. And I like the other guys that I just said as basketball players. But in terms of making a team win or playing together, no. They're there to shoot the ball, shoot the rock, and make themselves look good. That's what those guys do. That's why the NBA is a player's league, and that's why you have an all-star game. So it's cool to watch them, see what they're doing, but, but the better players, the better team was Team LeBron. Got to start with Team Durant stats because, you know, my boy Zach Levine was on there. In his first All-Star nod, 13 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Bradley Beal led them with 26. Kyrie Irving, 24 points, 12 assists for a double-double. Although I said he's all about himself and shooting the rock, putting on a showcase for himself. Some of that with him is passing the ball because he can do that very, very well. In all honesty, that man could probably have 30 assists a game if he wanted to. He is that talented at sharing the rock. 
Giannis Antetokounmpo was the leading scorer in the entire game with 37 points. He had seven rebounds, three assists, and justifiably so won the Kobe Bryant MVP All-Star Trophy. I was cool with that. He showed his physical dominance all through the game. And he started the first three quarters shooting 16 of 16. Nasty. Dame time. Damian Lillard had 32. Steph Curry had 28. They were shooting from Mars. Shooting from the half-court line like it was nothing. It was awesome to watch. Dame hits a half-court shot. Next trip down, Steph hits one. They were like trying to one-up each other. It was cool to watch, although Paul George didn't like it. There was comments that he was criticizing that they were shooting like that. But hey, they can do it. Why not? Jalen Brown had 22 points in his first All-Star game. I was surprised by that. He really showed out. I think he's a good player and going to be an All-Star for many years to come. Competitions, instead of being the couple days before the Sunday All-Star game, COVID-19 pushed everything in one game. So there was no Rising Star Challenge game that they have every year with rookies and sophomores in the NBA. They divided up and Team World, Team USA did not have it, but they did list the rosters. Skills competition, I chose Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks to win. The Pacers' DeMontis Sabonis is the guy that ended up winning. Don't understand how the big guys have been able to dominate the skills competition the last few years. Last year's winner was Miami Heat's Bam Adebayo. I love the dude, but how is he beating guards in a skills competition? I was DeMontis Sabonis. It's like 250 pounds, 6'8". How is he winning a skills challenge against a Chris Paul? Don't get it. Don't get it. Or a Luka Doncic, who is also like 6'7". So guess that doesn't help the argument here, right? Three-point shootout. I chose Devin Booker. He didn't even play it. He was hurt. Mike Conley came in and had a pretty solid showing. But there was one guy who did better. Steph Curry, 31 in the first round, 28 in the second. But Conley was right behind him with a 28 in the first round and a 27 in the second. So he was just three off and then one off. So he was four behind Steph Curry. And Steph Curry made it look like he couldn't miss anything. Zach Levine was out in the first round, but he did hit 22. The dunk competition was okay, but it is starting to get what it is, right? We've seen all the crazy cool dunks. We're only human. It can only do so much. You can only jump over a car one time and make it look cool. You can only try to do the free throw dunk that Michael Jordan and Dr. J have done so many times. Or the bounce between the legs or the bounce off the court, bounce off the backboard. We've seen everything it feels like. And every year it's more apparent and more apparent and more apparent. And this year, there wasn't really a dunk that I had not seen before. Anthony Simmons, who did win from the Portland Trailblazers, he did like a, like he was gonna kiss the rim, which would have been nasty. May have gotten COVID-19 from that, but he was far away from it. Just kind of made a kissing notation with his lips. And then when he got done, he blew it a kiss when he was standing on the ground. Okay, there's a little drama there, a little flamboyancy. But overall, all the dunks were, meh, okay, cool. Nothing jaw-dropping, nothing that has made the slam dunk contest what it has been in the past. I chose Obi Toppin 
from the New York Knicks to win because that guy is a straight athlete, but just didn't wow either. He didn't wow Anthony Simmons just a tad better, and the judges saw it. Let's do a little bit of advertising, and then we will talk about some high school sports. Let's face it, it's not easy to get in shape or to stay physically fit. There are factors working against all of us, including time and work schedules, lack of a support system, maybe motivation is low, don't want to be judged or criticized if not supporting a gym rat body, injuries or physical restrictions. However, there is a place where these no's or maybes become yeses. LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Peru Mall across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not just one time, not one day a week. There are many options and classes only last one hour. A support group? LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. Motivation? The trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts of numerous movements, including body weight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided, pushed, at a productive and comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting your first taste of physical fitness, everyone is welcomed and viewed as equals. You would go at your own pace. Wanna go hard? It's hello, how are you? Go get at it. You want a more relaxed approach? You'll receive the same welcoming. Hello, how are you? Go get at it. Injuries and mobility restrictions are a major priority at LP CrossFit as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com. High school sports are going nuts. We're wrapping up the winter sports. I have air quotes going up right now because it was shortened. It was condensed. We have talked about that a lot with a lot of guests, and that will continue as we have plenty of conversations in the storage, in the factory, ready to get produced, aired for you to listen to, trying to get these out more frequently. Lots of stuff going on. In personal schedules, work schedules, trying to get in shape and hitting the gym a lot. Not trying to brag or boast or anything, but that's why these shows have not been coming out. As much as we push ourselves and like, hey, we don't need sleep. We can do this. We can do that. After you work an eight-hour day, you go to the gym, you come home, you eat, you sit down for a second, and then all of a sudden you find yourself waking up eight hours later and you're like, oh, no, I did not do something. We can't have that happen at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We have so much stuff to talk about. Like I said, winter sports wrapping up. Spring sports are starting. Football right around the corner. They've already been practicing. I believe games are starting March 19th for most schools as COVID-19 has pushed a little bit and things of that nature. But as things are happening, we will discuss them. This high school sports segment is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. IHSA did announce, put on Twitter, put on Facebook, that any area, any region, schools that are in phase four of the COVID-19, we'll call it a resurgence plan, instead of just having 50 people for the outdoors 
sports, outdoors, activities, high school events can have up to 20% capacity. So that is a few more than 50 people, more family can come, maybe a couple friends as well. But outdoor sports such as football, track, baseball, softball can have 20% capacity instead of 50 people. We're going to start last week at Thursday, March 4th, because there was so much awesomeness in the last week. We cannot let anything fall behind. Rochelle's senior, Garrett Burden, reached 1,000 points. He has been all over this podcast as he's been dropping buckets all year and obviously his whole career. Have to get a shout out to Ottawa graduate Michael Hermosillo. He has been AAA in the farm system. In the last three seasons, he's played for the Los Angeles Angels. He's had at least some major league big time at bats. Now he's on the Chicago Cubs and he's on their spring training not major team lineup. On March 3rd and March 4th, he had back-to-back home runs, and it's awesome. I read where he's called a surprise feel-good story. There's no surprise if you know the kid. He's not a kid anymore. Sorry about that, Mr. Hermosillo. But he's a great athlete. He's determined, and he wants to be there. That's all you really need. If you've got the physical abilities, you know the game, and you want to be there, oh, you're going to do something. And that's exactly what he is doing. Since the third and fourth is back-to-back home runs, he has kind of cooled off. He has not played as much. His last at-bat was Sunday, March 7th. So just a few days ago, as today is Thursday, March 11th. Indian Creek boys basketball has had some major wins, some awesome seasons the last few years, and it's because of the players and the coach as well. We have had Coach Joe Pikars on before. He's a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and he'll talk very highly of his players, as he should. In this past week, three players for Indian Creek have reached the 1,000 career point milestone, and that is Michael Lampson, Drew Gaston, and Cam Russell. Congratulations to them. And if you remember from last year, Cooper Larson, he was on our show. He was also a 1,000-point scorer. That's four in the last two years and they all play together. That has to be a major accomplishment for each one of them and for Coach Picars. Also last Thursday, Fieldcrest girls wrapped up their shortened season as they beat DMAC, that's Deer Creek Mackinac, 58-40 to finish the season 11-2. Streeter Bowling wrapped up their season last week as the girls took a win with a 1,361 over 1,296. Haley Lagora was the leader for the Bulldogs with a 478 series. For the boys, Brady Grabowski had a 620 series. Ashton Kling with a 220 high game. Seneca girls wrapped up the Tri-County Conference Championship with a 11-1 record as they beat Henry Sinanchuan 47-33. Brooklyn Gertz, who was a fantastic player, seeing her name all over the place, would love to see her play at the college level. She had 21 points. Maddie Brumberic had 12. Moving on to Friday, March 5th, Hall beat St. Bede 52-37 during the Hall Senior Night. Kiwani defeated Burrow Valley 56-40. DeKalb stayed undefeated 16-0, 8-0 in the DuPage Valley Conference with a 81-69 victory over Wabonzi. 
With that win, they are DuPage Valley Conference champs. Congratulations to them. Weathersfield Lincoln Trail Conference champions, 15-1, 8-1 in the conference as they beat West Carroll 77-34. Fieldcrest took a share of the Heart of Illinois Conference Championship with a 64-56 victory over DMAC. Congratulations to the Knights. We have spoken with head coach Matt Winkler and senior Jackson Kusick-McKay. They will be on in the near future. Also on Friday, March 5th, a week ago, well, six days ago, in girls' action, Streeter defeated Hersher 50-13 in Streeter's last game. Then came the weekend, Saturday, March 6th. The state dance championships were held on Saturday. In 1A, Providence Catholic took the crown. Morris was fourth. Rochelle 10th. Seneca 28th. In 2A, Geneva was one. Sycamore 18. And Ottawa, the Lady Pirates, were 25th. In girls basketball action, LP defeated Ottawa 47-35. Those are always great games. Doesn't matter who wins, you know it's going to be awesome action to follow. Then we got to this week, Monday the 8th. The Hall girls lost a tough one to Erie Prophetstown 39-34. Jackie Chenault had 13 points. Staying with girls action, Oregon defeated Mendota in an also close game 34-31. For the Lady Trojans, Daisy Arteaga had 19 points. Putnam County knocked off Midland 30-26. Kiwani beat Newman 47-39. Ottawa took out Morris 35-22. Behind Brooke Waddell's 12 points, she hit four threes. Didn't even need to go inside the arc. We'll just sit out there and shoot. She did a great job. Boys bowling on Monday. Sterling, 3,323, defeated Morrison, who had 2,918. For the Golden Warriors, senior Carter Schlegel had a 709 series and games of 227, 237, and 245. In boys basketball, Putnam County beat Serena 74-52. Samanak just slid by Amboy 56-54. Ottawa had 60, Morris had 49 to give Ottawa the Interstate 8 Championship as they have a 12-1, 10-1 record. Anthony Cooper and Luke Cushing had 17 points apiece for the Pirates, while the Redskins, Miles Johnston, had 29 points and 4 rebounds. Going back to bowling, for the girls, Sterling, 2,695, knocked off Erie Prophetstown, 2048. Senior Gray Schultz had a 543 series for the Golden Warriors. I'm just jumping around all over the place, ain't I? Because I'm about to go back to boys basketball as Dixon beat Winnebago 37-36. For Dixon, junior Jake Gaither scored his 1,000th career point. You're going to notice that that's a theme here. 1,000 point scores all over the place. It's a beautiful thing. Illinois basketball is amazing. But so is Scholastic Bowl. All kinds of amazing. St. Bede is headed to the sectional on Saturday in Elmwood to face Riverdale after they defeated Burl Valley in a 1A regional that was held in Peru at St. Bede on Monday. Congratulations to the Bruins. 
Tuesday, back to girls basketball. Mendota ends their season with a 41-14 victory. They shot 5 of 5 from the three-point line in the first quarter. Just going off. Jenna O'Donnell had 13 points, 4 assists, and 4 steals for the Lady Trojans. Sterling defeated UT United Township 74-38. Brooklyn Borum becomes just the second member of the Sterling girls women's team ever in history to be in the 1,000 point and 1,000 rebound club. That is amazing. That does not happen much. Not saying anything about kids' abilities. But you know how long that takes to rack up or what you have to do in a game for four years to get 1,000 points and 1,000 rebounds? That's insane, intense, and amazing. Great job from Brooklyn Borum. But also in that game, Breland Borum scored 33 points to lead Sterling. Putnam County beat Princeton 41-36. For the Lady Panthers, Sophie Harris had 14 points, while Chloe Hinton and Ava Hatton had 10 points each. For the Tigresses, Bryn Hieronymus had 11 points. Shout out to her father, Kevin Hieronymus, IBCA Hall of Famer and friend of Edge of URC Podcast. Byron beat Plano 38-33. And Byron's Abby Guthrie, 1,000-point scorer. She is the eighth in ladies basketball for Byron to reach this milestone. Byron ends the season 11-4, 9-1. Boys action on Tuesday the 9th. DeKalb finishes their season 18-0, 10-0 in the DuPage Valley Conference with a 74-61 victory over Naperville Central. Stillman Valley, Edge Dixon, 50-48. Newman beat Kiwani, 42-37. Byron beat Genoa Kingston, 53-47. Byron finishes 9-3. Sterling slipped by United Township, 71-69. And Princeton routed St. Bede, 76-44. In that game, senior Jamie Reinhardt for the Tigers reached his 1,000th career point. We have also spoke to him. He is going to be on to talk about that awesome accomplishment for his sports athletic career. Wednesday, March 10th, Brooke Hyman from Indian Creek. As we have said, Indian Creek already, they got awesome athletes everywhere. Brooke Hyman put herself in forever history as she became the all-time little 10 scorer for girls basketball 2064 she is not done yet with I believe a game left to play but she takes that record from D.D. Jeske who went to Shabinaw High School in the 1980s so congrats to Brooke Hyman she has made amazing amazing history here by becoming the top scorer of all girls basketball in Little 10 conference history Sycamore girls basketball they defeated Plano 67-38 Rochelle knocked off Morris 54-51 in boys' action as Garrett Dubbin, already mentioned him, hit a three at the buzzer for the victory to knock off Morris by three. Here is the start of the spring sports as we got soccer to talk about. DeKalb knocked off Matea Valley 1-0 in their season opener on Wednesday. Another feel-good story here, Sycamore graduate Kylie Feuerbach Took her second freshman of the week nod, college basketball, 
Division One, as she is playing for Iowa State. So congrats to her. That's big news. On Thursday, today, March 11th, lots of awesomeness as well. Back to boys soccer. Morris knocked off Sterling 3-1. DeKal beat Woodstock 1-1. And Streeter and Morris finished their game with a 2-2 tie. In girls basketball, Amboy finished their season with a 66-27 victory over Polo. Gabby Jones, 18 points, 7 rebounds, 4 steals. Abby Payne had 14 points, and Mallory Powers had 11 points. All seniors all have done amazing things for the Amboy girls basketball program. Also, Mike McCracken, the head coach at Amboy for quite a long time, received a plaque for his 700th. 700th. Yes, I said that right. 700th victory on Tuesday. So lots of awesomeness going on in Amboy when it comes to basketball, especially girls style. Also on Thursday, girls basketball, Ottawa beat Kalen 43-24. Stark County 45-37 over Putnam County. For the Lady Panthers, Sophie Harris, 18 points, 5 rebounds. Caitlin Shioni, 9 points, 5 rebounds, 4 steals. Sterling beat Ellerman 52-33 adding to Brooklyn Borum's 1,000 points, 1,000 rebounds. I'm saying that again because that is just unbelievable. I love it. St. Bede beat Princeton 38-30 for the Lady Bruins. Leah Bosnich, 20 points. Princeton season is over with a 5-5 record. St. Bede has one more game to go. Another 1,000-point score in Serena's Katie Baker as Serena knocked off Salmonock 48-38. Congratulations to Katie. The Heart of Illinois Conference has named their all-conference teams for the girls. Fieldcrest sophomore Ashlyn May, first team. Sophomore Haley Carver, second team. And junior Ella Goodrich was an honorable mention. For the boys, previously mentioned Jackson Kusick McKay, first team, all unanimous. Everybody picks him. Like, hey, he's on this team. Henry Lorton, also first team. Corey Land, second team nomination. And honorable mention, Noah Nordstrom. Back to the action for boys basketball. Morris, 57. Sandwich, 43. For Morris, Miles Johnston, 23 points. Samanak beat Hiawatha, 73-42. Behind Alex Krejcik's 16 Brennan Roberts and Brock Zimmerman had 14 each. Ottawa beat Kalen 65-54. Anthony Cooper, as always, putting in buckets 24 points. Sycamore 54, Plano 46. Woo! That was a long roundup of awesomeness. Man, I'm so excited that we're able to speak about this and have some sports. Now we got football rolling around. Soccer's already started. Man. Great time, great time to be following, talking about this, enjoying life through sports. This high school sports segment was brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership dedicated to being community first. After a horrible 2020 in every sense of the term, Mendota Shimmer Ford wants to make 2021 as awesome as possible with style, comfort, and great deals. Stop by and see the 2021 Ford Bronco Sport and the 2021 F-150, both in stock. These are just a few of the options at Shimmer Mendota Ford as it has a huge selection of new and used vehicles 
on the lot, and even more on the website, www.MendotaFord.com. Whether you shop online or at Sherman Mendota Ford, located just south of Mendota on Highway 251, sales manager and finance manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safrani, will use their experience and understanding of the vehicle you're looking for to help you roll through 2021 just the way you want. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries at Shimmer Mendota Ford. Let's have a word with our guys at Olson Construction and then we will kick it to April Stevenson and all of her awesomeness as we speak about everything including her painting. She can paint upside down, she can paint left-handed with her eyes closed, with her hands tied behind her back. Well, I don't know about all that, but it surely seems like it. Spring is here, or just around the corner. I mean like right around the corner. It's like we got half a foot on it and we're about to hop into spring. That means it's time to work on some household stuff. Whether it's inside, outside, improvements can be made anywhere. Olson Construction works hard to help its customers do these exact things. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson we use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. They can absolutely do everything. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Well, that's a wrap for this intro. There is a lot of national stuff I want to talk about and a few other things. We got a bring it back segment to go with Lady Gaga's Born This Way. I've listened to it a couple times. Gotta speak about that and put up a poll for the next album that we're gonna break down that is on the Rolling Stone Magazine Top 500 Albums of All Time list. That is coming next episode. Lots of things to talk about, which we love at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Well, let's get to April. Enjoy this conversation. It is a great one. Until next time, peace. Texting back and forth with my guests, seeing what we were doing, when we were, what time we were going to do this, and said, hey, I'm at the store, let's do it, and it was Walmart, which is like a zoo. So, <laughs> April Stevenson, my guest from Mendota, a Mendota native, how was your trip to the zoo today? Uh, it was actually pretty busy, everywhere, I'm like, stay away. <laughs> was it zooish? It was pretty packed. Lions, tigers, and bears? Oh my, yes. Well, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, April. I am happy to have you on. I'm happy to be on. The reason I ask you is because I've been watching for quite some time on Facebook and Instagram and other social media we're connected on is you've been painting pretty much everything, whether it's sports or just what ever on a canvas and almost all of it looks really amazing and i was just inspired kind of dropped my jaw on some of the things that i've seen you paint and i had to have you on to talk about this yeah it's it's been a journey i mean i can give you like the shortened version of it i love the wall murals and the canvases and whatever people throw at me i'm like yes (laughs) 
I seem to sign up for a lot of things like that are kind of scary, and I'm like, I don't know, but I do it anyway. <laughs> the shortened version of it is my grandfather was actually the one that, you know, backed me with the art stuff when I was younger. Uh, I used to sit in his garage, and he had a woodworking garage, and he'd paint, like, whirly gigs and stuff. When I got a little older, he made me this easel. I think I was about 12 or 13, and at the time, it didn't really, like, the height of it didn't really work for me, and I didn't really use it much. Well, fast forward, you know, a couple years, I used to do some um, residential work for my father, and he had, a, a, like, rental properties, and I'd help him fix those up, and I'd always ask to do crazy colors, and he's like, no, white or off-white? So, like, I think I talked him into, like, a mustard one time. <laughs> I used to paint the exteriors, too, and they all like green and uh, yellowy colors. So if you see some of those houses around town, I'm probably the one that painted them. Fast forward a little bit, I had kids and stuff, and then I had started sketching one day, and then I lost one of my friends, and I did a memorial drawing of them. And a lot of people shared it. And then I ran into an old friend from high school, uh, Nick Swisher. He does um, music around the area. And he's like, would you mind coming to one of my shows and maybe painting? And I was like, well, I don't know. That sounds kind of fun. I'd do it anyway. I was getting ideas and stuff off of, like, YouTube. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try it upside down. So then I'm painting, like, this clip art upside down. And I'm recording it. And I send it to him. I'm like, watch this. I was like, I didn't even know I could do this kind of stuff. So we get to, like, the first show. It was Jamie's Outpost. I'm shaking, like, the first three paintings and stuff I'm shaking I didn't know what to expect I didn't know people were gonna watch or what and it was new to me so I'm painting and painting and by the end there was a bigger band coming in and I was still working on the last painting they started putting their equipment and stuff in front of my display my easel back to the easel I started using the easel that day that my grandfather built me when I was 13 it kind of all came together at that moment. And um, the people watching in the crowd uh, started picking up the, the band's equipment and moving it out of the way so that they could finish watching me. And I was like, that's when the nerves and stuff left. I was like, I guess it's, you know, people want to watch. <laughs> so we just continued to do shows and stuff like that. And I kept making, like, TikTok videos. And I seen an application for interns to go intern with John Pugh. He's a mural artist that he installed a big mural on the side of the building over in Ottawa. So I kept calling and kept kept trying to get a hold of him and he's like, you are really persistent. <laughs> <laughs> and he invited me to come to California so I learned like what he does in the studio before he installs those onto the side of the buildings and I also did like a life drawing class and stuff and I still have all those drawings I was gonna start doing the life drawing classes um over at Drewski's and I had models and stuff lined up and then you know lockdown hit and I just basically been doing I've got a couple murals that I've done since then just doing canvas paintings and stuff since the live performances are basically non-existent so that's the short story. <laughs> Let's break little parts of this down. First of all, the live performances. I've seen a couple videos, and we know a lot of mutual friends. Shooter, Pat Kirshner, good friend of mine. 
you know him well. He was telling me about what you were doing, and he had seen you do it in person, and he was like, man, this is crazy. She's amazing. You have to check it out. So I checked out a couple videos, and let's talk about like the performance. There's a band going on. You're doing this. A lot of people watching you. You were talking about the nerves, but... You know, if you're writing something or if you're doing something, having an audience while you're doing it is insane. After the finished project is done, okay, cool, here it is. How do you think about it? But while you're doing it, that's insane. You can't really see the mistakes <laughs> in the videos and, like, out there. I can see them, and I know I get a little nervous sometimes when I'm like, don't put it in the right spot, and I'm like, oh, that's going to look a little off. But it's more, I see how people just relax and they get into it. Or there's a couple times when they're like, oh, you know, you should add here when I'm doing, like, my abstract art. I'll go walk around to people. I'm like, what else do you think I should add? The nerves left that one day when all the people moved the equipment so they could watch. And I just get a little nervous sometimes when I, I know that I messed up, but you can't really tell. <laughs> so it's not too bad. It's more for, like, therapeutic to people that are watching. And I went to school for psychology, so I'm trying to help people out while also helping myself. <laughs> and it's very relaxing for me to even do that in front of people. And then actually, we, we plan them out ahead of time, um, like the musicians and, the, like, the clip art, the portraits of the musicians. I mostly do my performances with Nick, but I have done it with a, a couple of other people. Um, it usually takes about three songs, and it's the same artist, like Elvis or something, for three songs. And most of the time I do it upside down. Sometimes I'll throw them for a loop and I'll do it right side up. And then I flip it and people are just like, their reaction, I'm just like, oh, cool. <laughs> When did you find out that you could paint things upside down and flip it up and like, hey, this is awesome? When Nick asked me to do the show, I was just kind of experimenting, do it, you know, watching YouTube videos, and I just was like, you know, I'm just going to see what it's like to do it upside down. <laughs> More of the effect, because you don't really know what it is until the very end. So you never tried it before, and just on a whim, you're like, hey, I'm going to do this at this show that I've never done before, and I'm going to be nervous, but I'm going to do it anyway, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I practiced. I kept practicing and recording at home. Just being able to do that, like the first one I think I did was Ed Sheeran. I did him upside down, and then I flipped it, and then I watched the video, and I was like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. I had no idea. So you have been painting and drawing for pretty much your whole life. I won a couple of awards, like the Mendoza has the the high school has the Muse Award. I've won a couple, like study for the study of the thinker. It was mostly pencil drawings that I used to do, and the painting was more so when I was doing residential painting and, and stuff at apartments for my parents, and then I, it kind of came together. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Man, that's awesome. What exactly do you paint? Do you paint whatever? Yeah, it's usually planned out, like, whatever artist, like, the musician that I'm going to be performing, like, if they ask me to come and paint at their show, it's whatever the artist they know as a musician to play along with. Sometimes I do abstract, I paint Jesus, I paint the cross. It's basically whatever, and I usually plan, like, get everything, like, the day before, is usually when uh, whatever I'm feeling. <laughs> so 
sometimes I scratch ideas, like, we plan and plan, and then I scratch, like, last minute, I'm like, no, I'm feeling this. So you're a true artist. That always happens. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just me. I find art in everything, like, even in the sports and stuff that I did. Because I was basically in mostly sports and stuff growing up. I loved to be active. I wasn't as focused on art as I am now. When you say sports, what sports did you play? Oh, boy. T-ball and soccer were probably the, the beginning sports. I don't know, in high school I did, uh, or junior high, I did basketball. And then I did volleyball in high school along with track. I was on a boys' baseball team uh, freshman year in high school. And then softball. Then advancing, I guess, out of those things, I got into bowling, um, sand volleyball. Uh, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, which is a combination of like wrestling, boxing, you know, <laughs> mixed martial arts. I don't know, the kickboxing and then the yoga trapeze, I would consider that like a sport. That's a lot. You've done everything. <laughs> I try to. You said the boys' baseball team. So when you were in school, you were on the baseball team with the boys. Like, I have not seen that around here, I don't think, ever, because usually there's always a softball team. They didn't have softball yet in high school for the girls. So I, I didn't really think much about it. I played on the only baseball team that was available, and that was the sport that, like, I was given a choice because my sister started sports when we were younger, and my parents couldn't run around, you know, dropping us off, and we, I had to choose as soccer or baseball, and I picked baseball. And I loved it. I enjoyed it. So I stuck that out. I came to high school and I didn't really have the option to keep continuing that at like competition of what I have been doing other than the sports leagues or the summer league. I chose to play baseball and I had cheerleading tryouts, I think, the first week of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were in it. You were just in everything. If it was a sport, you were going to be in it. Yeah, I think the the track coach, because in, in junior high, I broke a couple records for um, discus and shot put. So the track coach was trying to make a way to where I could be on the boys team, the baseball team, and still do track. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's been a wild ride. For sure. Now, have you kind of merged the two, sports and painting? Do you do sports paintings as well? Yes, I do. I, I mean, I paint, like, portraits of sports players. I did a Kobe. I painted him upside down at um, Troy's over in Arlington. Uh, Kobe and Gigi. That one, I think, is posted on my page. I still have that one. Nobody's bought it. Nobody gave me a price that I was okay with. I just wanted to keep it. I think I've seen it, and that was pretty amazing as well. You do really good work. I don't know if I told you that yet, but it is amazing. <laughs> like, I was impressed, like, very impressed. Thank you. I don't. I honestly don't know how it happens. My hand just kind of goes. Getting back to your sports real quick. You said yoga trapeze. Explain to <laughs> me exactly what that is and what that means. I don't know. It's like a ribbon that you sit on, like a parachute type thing. And you can hang upside down and do different yoga poses inside of it. It helps with my fibromyalgia. I don't know. Fibromyalgia is like the neurosignals in my brain are overactive, so it's like my body is always telling my brain that it's in pain. 
So like yoga and staying active takes away that, if that makes sense. I just gotta, I gotta keep moving to not feel pain. It does make a lot of sense. So is that why you're doing kickboxing and mixed martial arts and yoga trapeze kind of like all at the same time? Yes. <laughs> it's when I'm sitting and not doing anything is when my muscles start to um, like freeze up. I don't know. I, not an expert on it but it's i gotta stay moving otherwise it's bad news so you will never have to worry about being overweight hopefully not <laughs> i was at one time no way when i was uh first diagnosed uh they didn't know and all the medications that they put me on you gotta go through like two years of testing and stuff so they can eliminate all the other options to get to where they have a diagnosis so all of the medications and stuff that they had me on, I was like gabapentin, makes you gain weight. So I was actually up to 260 pounds at 5'4". Wow. And then I, I lost over 100 pounds over like the progress of a year or two of doing like the mixed martial arts is what I started out with. And then I transitioned over just to kickboxing. And then yoga, yoga helps with about all of your joint flexibility and stuff and just the the journey of it all i think i'm at like i've lost 115 to 120 now wow wow yeah and i think i did it slowly because i don't have like the hangy skin where you, some people have use some lotions to try and tighten that up too as i was doing the weight loss totally changed my diet everything which is another thing i'm on a gluten-free, <laughs> dairy-free, um, sugar-free right now for health issues. I'm going to be making a recipe book so people can have yummy food and still be healthy. Hold on one second, one second. So if it's gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, what are you eating? Paper? <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting combination of spices and really good really nutritious food that you wouldn't think is good but it is is that what's going to be in this recipe book yeah I'm, i got about eight books planned actually um an herbal book with like teas and stuff help your health so much they're not emphasized enough and then the gluten-free which i won't i'll probably leave out i'll probably have a certain section where it has like dairy-free and sugar-free but for the most part it's going to be just a, a gluten-free book. And a lot of people, like, that affects your mental ability as well and your behavior is taking gluten out. It also helps with pain through your whole body. So that's going to be the, the main one that I'm focused on right now. Okay, okay. They're so yummy. My kids love them. <laughs> it passed the kid test. <laughs> so are your kids on this diet with you? My older boy is more of like uh, dairy affects his digestion, so I try and replace it with like almond milk and stuff right now and limit like things like cheese. So I, he's kind of started on the more gluten-free, and I think he likes it. I think he, he wants to be healthy, and he doesn't necessarily enjoy some of the things. I know that he would rather have like macaroni and cheese, which the regular stuff has wheat, so I have to get a replacement that's gluten-free. You got to get gluten-free, they're like brown rice or um, it's just a substitute for the noodles instead of the wheat. My other little guy, he eats like a miniature man. 
Like, I can, he eats about anything. <laughs> <laughs> what are your kids' names, and how old are they? My older boy is Dallas, and he is 11. And my younger son is 5, and his name is Noah Ryan. I like sports. So you have Nolan Ryan and the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> are you a Cowboys fan? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I was more of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader fan. <laughs> the, uh, his dad was more the, the Cowboys fan, which I, I don't mind watching most the football games. I just I don't have particular players or anything really that I follow. I'm more of a Bears fan. Perfect, perfect. And just to let you know, I was more following the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, too. <laughs> and they even had that show where, they, you know, the, the tryouts and stuff. I'd always watch that. So usually every episode, I have my guests play a game. We decided you couldn't pick one, so we're going to pick all of them <laughs> and try to spread it out. I should have already done one or two already, but let's do I one. I keep talking. I told you I like to talk. No, and I love that you like to talk. That's why we're on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We like to talk here. <laughs> Let's play one right now. You had said painting of Kobe Bryant. He's iconic. I want to play a game of rank them. I'm going to give you five iconic people, athletes, in all kinds of different sports, because you're obviously into every sport as well, and we're going to rank those, okay? One being your best, five being the least, and you can start either way you want to. But here are the five people. Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant, Babe Ruth, Muhammad Ali, and because I know you love UFC, I threw in Conor McGregor. Okay. Let's see if I got it right. One, I would put Michael Jordan. Two, Conor McGregor. Um, his attitude brought a lot of attention to the sport. Um, three, Babe Ruth. He's just, he had 22 seasons, like for... 22 years in baseball. That's like a long time. Four, I guess I would put Kobe, Muhammad Ali. I'd probably put Muhammad Ali. Gotcha. I like how you go MJ number one. I feel like if you're in Northern Illinois or were when the Bulls were the Bulls. Oh. Yeah. What a time. It was a wonderful time to go through all that. Like just, I'm a Pippen fan. Just the whole team combination that I don't think you can ever match that. For sure. Never. Never could you ever. I know I said iconic people and we just ranked iconic people, but is there ever been any other athletes, sports, guys, women, figures in your life that have meant something to you? When I was younger, I was eating at a, a restaurant with my grandfather and um, grandma. And I ran into Cy Johnson. He's a pitcher, baseball pitcher, from this area. And I guess there was like a bet or something, and he lost the bet. So he won this little teddy bear out of a claw machine. And he came over and talked to me, and he signed a little teddy bear. It was a little little teddy bear that had like a, a glove, and he was holding the ball like he was pitching. And he signed that, and then he gave me two, um, one baseball cards and a photo of in his uniform, and he signed those. So, I mean, that, that made, I think, a huge impact on my baseball, pursuing that. I just thought it was the coolest thing. I was probably blushing the whole time and really shy. 
I mean, he was a pitcher for, like, the Reds, Cards, the Phillies. I mean, he wasn't, like, a huge player in the game, but, I mean, he, I think he did pitch against Babe Ruth. He was an older gentleman. I met him. He talked about a little bit about the baseball, and I, it's kind of a faint memory now because I was so young, but I do remember it. He won a little teddy bear out of the claw machine and came over and talked to me and signed some things. Grandpa thought it was the coolest thing. And he did play with Babe Ruth. I, when you say Babe Ruth, I just think of like, no offense to Babe, rest in peace, but like dinosaur times. <laughs> like when I hear, yeah, I, it was a while ago, and I think that Cy Johnson passed away in like '94. Okay, okay. But it, it still had a huge impact on because I wanted to know more about baseball. I was like, who is this guy that's come and talked to me and gave me a teddy bear? That's fantastic. Good for him. I'm glad he got you in sports the way that he did. I thought it was cool. It's a memory that I will hold on forever. For sure, definitely. And I wasn't trying to insult him either. I was just like, he played with Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was an older gentleman. That's awesome. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing that story. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I like sharing it. Do you still have the bear? If I did, it would probably be in my parents' basement. I, I think it got lost a while ago, though. But I do still have the photos. Awesome. One's hanging over at the, the bowling alley in land, and I have the other photo. Okay. You did mention bowling. Are you still a bowler? <laughs> no, I used to be, though. I think the, the ending average that I had I, in the probably five or six years that I bowled was like a 160 to a 180 average, which isn't too bad, I don't think. No, you would beat me. I don't know. I, I make it a mission to learn the sport and be good at it. But life is not all sports and games with two kids. I'm sure you watch a lot of TV and movies. Yeah, I watch a lot of Disney Plus. Uh-oh, Disney Plus? <laughs> what are some of your favorites on there? Right now, it's probably like The Mandalorian. I've been digging into a lot of the older ones, like Cinderella and The Little Mermaid, and... Also, like the newer Pixar stuff, um, that Soul was pretty good, the one that just came out. I have not seen it yet. You liked it? I'm on the fence a little bit about it. I'm like, I don't know what this is trying to tell me, but I, I like that it has like music as like the main part of it, like part of your soul. The music, he plays the piano, which I used to play the piano. I'm wearing the guitar, trying to. <laughs> You really do like everything. You paint, you like sports, watch TV and movies, and now you're trying to play pianos and guitars, and you do everything. All over the place. <laughs> I just like to do it all. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Being multicultural, uh, being able to talk about anything, that's pretty awesome. Yes, I enjoy it. I like to get my kids into the stuff, too. Doing art projects and stuff at home. Are they young painters? Uh, they're pretty decent. I, they enjoy it. <laughs> I think the, the last thing that we were, um, my five-year-old was trying to cut something, he cut his finger, and I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he does not hold back. <laughs> he tried to cut off his finger? And he got a little nip, and he's like, I'm fine, Mom. I'm fine. <laughs> so he's a beast. Yeah. Uh, actually, Dallas did, um, over at, uh, Oh, gosh. What's the... There was a show over in Ottawa, and he put some of his artwork on display with mine, too. 
Oh, that's awesome. He might have sold something. A little, I think a little girl bought something off of him. Nice, nice. Speaking of selling stuff, you sell your stuff, do you vary in prices, or how do you determine what you want to sell them for? Well, it's basically like at the shows and stuff, there's like a set price, like if you want to order something. Otherwise, it's more like a raffle type thing. Like if you want to take a chance, you know, and you get a raffle. <laughs> the order depends on how much time and stuff it takes as well. Like pencil drawings, those are going to take a little bit more time. Like the size matters too. How much material am I going to use? Like the wall murals and stuff, that's going to be more material. It's going to be more time because it's bigger. Detail is a lot to do with it too. Like even the, art, the paintings, like I can make a really detailed painting, but it's going to take me a long time, you know, so I'm going to have to charge more. Gotcha. Gotcha. We're going to have to have you do something for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Definitely. I'd be down. Definitely. We'll, we'll talk about that. Let's play another game. Let's play Sorry. Now and Then. You mentioned Mandalorian. Give me your favorite TV show now and your favorite TV shows of all time. Well, right now, I, me and my kid really like The Mandalorian. I like any of the like zombie series type you know, where they're hunting zombies. The old one would be The Simpsons. That played a huge role on my life. I know we used to always sit down as a family and watch The Simpsons. You know, The Simpsons. You know, it was like family time. Pulling up recently, actually, watching it with my kids. There's a lot of crazy stuff. Like, looking back, I'm like, whoa, this, that, this, like, back then. It's weird that you say Simpsons for... Family time, because I remember, like, my grandma absolutely hated the show, and I was like, I would never let my kids watch that. <laughs> I don't know. We always just used to watch it as a family, sit down together. It was probably when we were a little bit older and not just, like, super, super young. For sure. I watched it anyway, even if my grandma didn't like it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, the old shows I used to watch, um... Tales from the Crypt, that, that I think I wasn't supposed to be watching. I think I lost a couple nights sleep. <laughs> Probably. That was that was creepy. Goosebumps. I used to watch Goosebumps, too. Talking about Tales from the Crypt, the one that I remember the most, I don't know if you've ever seen this, we'll find out, but this woman is like a supermodel, and she was like auditioning or something for to be a model for something, and they end up, like cutting her open and they model her insides like that was the modeling gig until like that's what she oh boy i don't remember that one that was crazy i remember that as a little kid and i know i lost sleep yeah well i had to turn on like i love lucy like (laughs) sometimes i had to switch the channel to i love lucy just so i could sleep like i gotta stop thinking about this i just need to watch i love lucy (laughs) yeah i love lucy's a little bit different (laughs) (laughs) It was more I would fall asleep to it or something. Now, with kids, and in the time that we're in now, you have to be watching some superheroes. Oh, definitely. I think they're more watching with me. (laughs) (laughs) So you're the one that puts it on and they just join you? Yes. (laughs) The little guy, he's a big fan, I think, of, like, Batman and stuff, which I had a, a Batman phase, but it's more... I don't know, they, they focus a lot more on the women 
superheroes lately, which I don't know. I like the Avengers. I like DC. I like Marvel. Okay. Okay. You know what this means. This means another game. Give me a top five. Your top five superheroes. Well, definitely Wonder Woman. That'd be number one. Aquaman. Thor. I like all the Guardians of the Galaxy. And Iron Man. Like the... Um, did, I let, did I already pass five? Or should I... <laughs> you can go as many as you want. Tell me your favorites. I like the Avengers. I like, like Black Panther. Um, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, Drax. Drax was probably one of my favorite people to watch, and that's Batista. Like, watching him, I'm like, no, that's Batista. But he's so funny, like, in the movies. <laughs> and you say Batista, you're talking about WWE wrestler, and he is yeah, the guardian wrestling. of the galaxy. <laughs> I used to watch wrestling all the time. Me too, actually. Now I'm interested. Who's your favorite wrestler? Well, I like The Rock. John Cena was cool. The Undertaker. I don't know. Those are the ones that pop into my mind. I should have asked you when it came to the superheroes, what superheroes don't you like? You might have said fewer names. Who are some that you don't really like? <laughs> I don't know. I even like them, too. <laughs> so there's none that you don't like? I don't know. I'm not really a huge fan of, um, like, Superman the Superman movies, really. But I, I used to watch, what is a Smallville? I like the Smallville. That was an old TV, like an older TV series of Superman. I'm not really a fan of Superman either. And I, I'm not really a fan of who they picked to play the Batmans. Oh, yeah, me neither. I think I would have been a better Batman than a couple of them. <laughs> that kind of takes it away from me. But the actual characters I like, I haven't really drawn a lot. Like I, I've drawn um, a Wolverine, Deadpool. I'm a huge fan of Deadpool. I've drawn a Deadpool. I don't know. I, I should probably draw some more. <laughs> you should for sure. Superheroes have to be fun to draw and paint. Definitely. I did the um the one painting. It's the nurse painting. Uh, I used my aunt's eyes for the nurse that I put it with a mask on. And there are, I painted superheroes on with it. And it has Batman, um, Iron Man, Spider-Man. I don't know. I'd probably have to go look at it. What I can't remember what I put on it. I could probably do different versions of that, too, and add different characters. I'm sure you and could. And nurses, different colors of the nurses. Pretty much sounds like you could do whatever you wanted to. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there are no limits. I like that attitude for sure. Well, we've played three of the games. Let's play the fourth one, which is Hot Potato. Hopefully, you know, you don't burn your hands, you juggle correctly, and then I'll let you go and do one of the million things that you do in a day, because you really do everything. <laughs> There's not enough time in the day. No, not at all. Not at all. I thought I did a lot, like I tried to do a lot, but I'm nowhere near your level. <laughs> I'm pretty laid back, though. Like, I don't, it's not always, you know, maxed out. <laughs> I could tell. I could tell. You're just like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to chill, and then I'm going to do this, and, you know, do what I want. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, hot potato. Do you got gloves on? Do I need them? <laughs> Maybe. This could get hot. I wrap my, my kickboxing gloves, like the wrap around. <laughs> there you go. Let's do this.
Let's do it. We're going to start off with superheroes because we just got off of that. Batman or Superman? Oh, Batman. Iron Man or Thor? Ooh, I say Iron Man. Incredible Hulk or Spider-Man? Hulk. We got to do some villains, right? So let's do Magneto or Spawn. Ooh, I don't know. I like Spawn, I think. Spawn's awesome. Yeah, we never even talked about Harley Quinn or the Joker. <laughs> we didn't, so let's do that right now. Harley Quinn or the Joker? Well, I gotta pick one. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go with Harley, but I'm a fan of both. <laughs> Joker or the Penguin? Joker. Does any villain beat Joker? How about Joker or Magneto? Joker. Joker or Spawn? Joker. Take them all. <laughs> <laughs> So he's winning them all. I like it. I like it. Just because this was my dinner. Ritz crackers or Triscuits? Oh, Ritz crackers. I know you drink a lot of herbal teas. Herbal teas or coffee? Oh, man. I wish I could have some coffee. But herbal tea. I'm guessing coffee is against your diet. At the moment. At the moment. I got to build up a tolerance for the caffeine. Gotcha. I haven't, had, I haven't had coffee in probably, probably going on four or five months now. I'm surprised I have energy to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why you have energy, because your, your body's used to not having it. Probably. <laughs> Homer Simpson or Bart Simpson? Ah, uh, Bart. You said Mandalorian. That means Star Wars. Let's go Star Wars. Luke Skywalker, Han Solo. Uh, Luke. Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader? I don't know. I, I like Darth Vader. He's probably my favorite character in those movies. I wouldn't mind drawing him either. You should. I bet you that would be amazing. Yeah, I need to draw the child, too. The child. The child. Like the child Darth Vader? From the Mandalorian. Oh, I have not seen it. I'm not going to lie. I have not seen it. Oh, it's cute. I do know about Baby Yoda. It's the child. That's why you got to watch it. (laughs) So the child is a.k.a. Baby Yoda. If you want to think of it that way. Okay. I don't know how else to think about it. That's why you got to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I will. I guess I'll have to check it out just... So I know the difference between Baby Yoda and the child. Yes. Okay. My kid got a bunch of the the child stuff for Christmas. The whole animatronic thing. I'm like, I think I'm, you know, a huge fan of it. (laughs) So you... Can I play with that? (laughs) So you play with it more than he does? It, like, moves around and does animatronic stuff. I'm like, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. I hope your kids, your sons, know that they have an awesome mom who superheroes and painting and doing all this cool stuff you know not every parent could get involved in their kids lives like you probably do uh yeah i try and teach them how to grow plants and stuff too horticulture growing plants and stuff that's what we're going to be doing probably this coming week is trying to start seeds (laughs) wow so now they're going to be gardeners sure they like to do that kind of stuff. The, the little guy really likes to get dirty. 
Dallas, he, he likes to clean his hands. So Nolan Ryan is just like rolling in the dirt while Dallas is cleaning his hands. Yes, they're rolling in the dirt and eat boogers. <laughs> the best diet ever. <laughs> I like you. Stop. <laughs> I can't even stop laughing about boogers. <laughs> yes, he's a boy boy. Definitely sounds like it. Well, April, I really appreciate you joining the show. April Stevenson, master of all domains, it sounds like. You do everything, and that is fantastic. I think more people should try to be involved in more stuff instead of just their little niche and not know about anything else. And it sounds like you know about everything, are interested in everything, and that's pretty fantastic. Thank you for sharing your stories and all that with us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you.